Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is a special edition of the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs Podcast. So now, I'll turn it over to the Nubian Sumo with That's Just Nubian. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, the Nubian Sumo. And unfortunately, I'm not able to be with KG and the people's choice this week and probably for the next few weeks because I've been called away on a very important mission. But that mission does not keep me from giving you, the people, our fellow sideline junkies, what you want. And that is professional wrestling outside of AEW and WWE and only I the Afro Sumerai, the Nubian Sumo can bring that to you. So without further ado, I'll just go ahead and say that I'm being powered tonight by something old school, some Wild Turkey 101. And I've got me a nice Nicaraguan Puro binder wrapper filler of nothing but Nicaraguan tobacco just utter goodness so i'm gonna start out tonight with mlw who has announced that they are going to start re restart their uh shows coming up in the near future and they've prefaced this by introducing a covid 19 compliance officer in their rankings in their ranks so they're going to be taking care of everything COVID-19 as far as testing distancing and the whole nine yards for MLW they haven't named the person yet but they will be um, taking over here very soon and so you should be hearing more from that um, once I am able to get some more news on that now moving on to the NWA where Thunder Rosa has been announced as the opponent for Hikaru Shida for All Out. Thunder Rosa being the NWA Women's World Champion. So it's it's not title versus title. It is only for the AEW Women's Championship. But we may see some reciprocation down the road. You never know. So... We'll see what happens there. There's also been an announcement made for the um, shows that are, I told you about a few weeks ago that um, the NWA was partnering with the United Wrestling Network to put together. Those shows start on September 15th at 9 o'clock, which will be on all the major cable networks and on Fight TV. The price has not been announced yet, but they will be uh, starting on the 15th. And the main event has been announced where the the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis, will be defending his title against Mike Bennett. Or as some of you may remember as Mike Kanellis, the husband of Maria Kanellis. So he's back into the indie scene 
and hopefully uh, he'll be going to Ring of Honor to hook up, hook back up with Matt Taven and reform the kingdom against uh, Vincent and his crew from the former, a former kingdom member um, that uh, just recently uh, broke ranks from them. So <clears throat> I'm looking forward to seeing Mike Bennett back in the in Ring of Honor. And speaking of Ring of Honor, uh, there's some news going on that they have started recording or started taping their uh, shows again. Uh, they're going to be shooting eight weeks of programming, which is going to include the uh, Ring of Honor Pure Title Tournament, uh, being that um, that was supposed to start back at the beginning of the year before the COVID virus broke out. <clears throat> but they are going ahead with it now. They are supposed to be 16 com people competing in the tournament, but they've only announced 10. Uh, they were, well, they've announced a little more than 10, but uh, they still have some openings. There'll probably be some surprises coming. But you have, um, from the independents, you have Wheeler Utah, you have Russ Taylor, Tony Deppen. You also have Jay Lethal, John Jonathan Gresham, Dalton Castle, Matt Seidel, Tracy Williams, Kenny King, David Finley from and Rocky Romero from Ring of Honor. You also have PJ Black and Josh Woods announced for the tournament. Now the rules for the pure title are that there are handshakes before and after called the uh, code of conduct uh, after the matches, before and after you have a handshake. There, each wrestler gets three rope breaks, and after the third rope break, the rope break does not count. So if there's somebody in a submission hold and they go to get the rope break, and it's after their third rope break, then they can stay in the submission. They don't have to. It doesn't have to be broken. Now, there's no closed fist to the face or low blows allowed in a. A pure a pure title match now the first offense you get off with a warning but the second offense you are disqualified and you lose your match just like in ring of honor there's a 20 count for wrestlers outside the ring any outside interference will get the person who comes in to interfere terminated from ring of honor so they are very serious about their uh, uh, pure title rules now the tournament will be in the blocks, kind of like a New Japan block style. So you'll have eight on one side, eight on the other, and they'll all be um, competing against each other. It's for a winner to come out of the blocks and be into a final. The first round will be a 15 minutes match. The second round will be 20 minutes. The block final will be 30 minutes, and the final will be a one hour time limit with three judges for each match in case there is a time limit draw, the, uh, the decision will go to the judges. Now, you also have something interesting in Ring of Honor that has happened recently where uh, it has been announced that EC3 will be debuting in Ring of Honor sometime in the near future. So that go, that go that's looking like it may be a impact Ring of Honor type um maybe mosh up or partnership maybe could be 
you also have um, in a, in a, in the um, Ring of Honor Strong podcast. You had David Arquette on the last podcast who actually called out Dalton Castle, saying that he's always wanted to be in a match with him, a tag team match at that. And so Dalton Castle said, "Well, that's fine. You can you can be in a title match, uh, a tag team match with me, and you can bring along your tag team partner R.J. City." And so I'll find me a partner and we'll go at it. So somewhere down the line, it will be David Arquette and RJ City versus Dalton Castle and a partner to be named later. Now, going on to Impact, they just had their emergence, uh, the second half of their emergence paper, um, pay-per-view or free per view, as we like to call it, where Eddie Edwards defeated... Um, RVD to retain his Impact World Championship. Eddie Edward, I mean Eric Young came and jumped Eddie Edwards after the match and said that he was going to be answering the open challenge for next week. So you'll have Eric Young versus Eddie Edwards for the Impact Championship. They made the announcement that Bound for Glory was going to be on October the 24th. And you, uh, so we'll be looking forward to seeing what that card turns out to be. You have Brian Myers defeat Willie Mack. Rhino has made a plea to uh, Heath, uh, formerly Heath Slater, to tag team with him against Reno Scum for next week. So, you know, they're being former tag team champions in WWE. You know, um, that could be something that they push forward. Or maybe there's a swerve coming. We'll never know until it happens. And then in the main event, Deanna Perazu defeated Jordan Grace in the 30-minute Iron Woman match where uh, Perazu won two falls to one. So um, that, that, looked, that was a very good match, and I enjoyed watching that one. Now, going on to Ring of Honor, there was a surprise that came up recently where on September the 4th, there's going to be a debut, a new debut of a former WWE wrestler by the name of Fred Rosser III. Now, I don't know if anybody, if any of you know who that is, but it's Darren Young, formerly of the Primetime Players, with... Um, Titus O'Neil. So uh, he's supposed to be making his Ring of Honor debut, something that he said is a bucket list uh, item for him. And he's looking forward to um, having that having that um, debut. So we'll see what happens with him in, that, uh, in New Japan, whether he is in the juniors or whether he becomes a heavyweight. It'll be interesting to see. So going to New Japan, going continuing with New Japan, on uh, the 26th, back on the 26th, they had the matches that I mentioned for the King of Pro Wrestling 2020, where Desperado defeated Kojima in a no-finisher match by DQ. Now, what the no-finisher meant was, was that <clears throat> Kojima wouldn't be able to use his lariat finisher nor would this Desperado be able to use his finisher of the Pinchy Loco. And 
out of just maybe happenstance or just whatever the case may be, uh, Kojima decided to throw a lariat and wound up getting disqualified. So that moved Desperado to the final of that match, the four-way of that match. Then Yano, Toru Yano, defeated Bushi in a two-count fall match where you didn't win by a three-count, you won by a two-count. And Yano wound up winning. Sonata defeated Sho from the uh, Rapungi 3K in a submissions match by putting him in the figure four leg lock. He worked on the leg pretty well the whole match, so it was convincing. And then Okada defeated Yujiro Takahashi, Gato, and Jado in a handicap match, of which uh, Okada wound up pinning Gato uh, to get the win. Now, on the 29th, those four, Desperado, Yano, Sonata, and Okada, will be in a four-way match to determine who will be the King of Pro Wrestling uh, champion. And we'll have to find out what comes out of that um, whenever it happens. Uh, now, the match, the other matches for the, for this uh, for the 29th are Master Wato versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru. You have Shingo Takagi, who is the never open weight champion, going up against Minoru Suzuki. You have. Hiromu Takahashi, who's defending his junior heavyweight title against Taji Ishimori. You have uh, Kota Ibushi and Hiroshi Tanahashi going up against the heavyweight tag champions, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi defending the belts. And for the main event, you have Tetsuya Naito going up against Evil, who is the heavyweight and, I, and intercontinental double champs. And um, this is, uh, to see to see who wins those belts. Now, you also had Kenta, who was uh, Bullet Club and former uh, WWE wrestler Hideo Hideo Katami, winning the um, New Japan Cup USA tournament and becoming the number one contender for the U.S. title held by John Moxley. So. Uh, we're going to have that title match coming up, uh, hopefully in the near future, so that we'll be able to uh, check out who's going to be the new champion and see where it goes with Moxley as far as whether he's going to keep the title and retain it or if he's going to just give it up and just concentrate on AEW for a while. Uh, we'll see what happens. Now, before I get off of here, I know that payback is coming on Sunday. And I know that there'll probably be some picks going on. So I want to put my name in the hat as far as the picks are, are concerned. So for the Universal Championship, Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns because I think this is what everybody was lead, what all of this was leading up to with him being gone, with Braun holding on to the belt as long as he did and everything. I think I see Roman, especially now with him being with uh, 
with Paul Heyman. I think this is his heel turn that he's going to um, turn heel and he's going to take the title. So Braun, uh, Roman Reigns is my pick for that one. Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. As much as I want to see Nia and Shayna do this, win this match because I think this would be the downfall or the breakup of the uh, golden role models, I think they're going to keep the belts on Sasha and, ba and, Bailey, and Bailey just for a little while longer. Uh, Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley. I want to get this belt off of Crews, so Bobby Lashley. I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley. Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. As much as I would like to see Keith Lee win this match, I don't think he's gonna, they're going to give it to him. So I'm going with Randy Orton. Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. I can see Ray getting the pin on Murphy on this one just to keep this going. So I'm going to go with the Mysterios. King Corbin versus Matt Riddle. I think I'll go with Riddle on this one. I think uh, I think Corbin can afford to have a loss at this point, so I'll go with Corbin. I'll go with uh, Riddle on this one. Big E versus Sheamus. Um, I'll I think I'm gonna go with Sheamus on this one. Uh, you just it'll just build up e, e, Big E even more to try to get him uh, going as a babyface and by himself and uh, just push that storyline further. And then for the Intercontinental Championship, Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles. I want to say Jeff Hardy will retain. So those are my picks. That's my show. That's my part of the show. Well, that's my picks. I'll probably um, be doing this uh, push style uh, segment for a few weeks until I can get back in with the fellas. So uh, until next time, this is the Nubian Sumo signing off and you're welcome. Welcome, welcome to yet another installment of The Push. This is Delonte representing the Sideline Junkies and I hope everyone is still Practicing safety measures, uh, and if you are going out, you're six feet away from other people, um, mainly people you don't know, and that you're wearing your mask, and that you're limiting contact, uh, just period. Um, wrestling has been an interesting think piece over the past couple weeks, actually the past week. Uh, SummerSlam was last week, and uh, my subject for tonight um, episode, uh, you would have thought that this individual would have played a integral uh, role of SummerSlam, uh, especially in one of the championship matches, but this person was nowhere to be seen, and I'm thinking, here we go again, uh, the writing team, the creative, whatever. Dropped the ball. Uh, it seemed like ever since um, they did way with the whole Paul Heyman, uh, you know, writing, you know, being in charge of the writing. They have Bruce Pritchard in there. It's 
you know, it, it like the the product itself has kind of like become like Kool Aid with no sugar. Um, and tonight, I'm I'm going to talk about uh, probably one of the uh, I I I don't want to call this individual like the modern Trish Stratus. I don't think it's close. I mean, I have, you know, looks may compare somewhat, but tonight we're going to talk about Alexa Bliss. Uh, Sister Abigail, I don't, I don't know. Um, so apparently, um, well, as we all seen, Alexa Bliss, her and Braun Strowman, they have, you know, like uh, a story past. Um, there was some sort of um, interest, mutual interest, um, whether it being professional or personal. Um, but you know, there was a, a interest between those two. Um, <clears throat> for a point of time, but uh, the fiend um attacked her a few weeks ago, you know, and he did it in a way he tried to bait Braun Strowman um to come after him. Now Braun Strowman responded with the whole "I don't care about Alexa Blessed," you know. So we got that, and then a couple weeks later, he uh body press slammed her in the dark. Um, he, he, I mean, he really didn't. He didn't do it. He probably just laid her down. You know, they cut the light out and he stomped on the mat. But, uh, you know, he, you know, gorilla press slammed her, dropped her, and then you know the fiend was kind of there to kind of protect her. Um, so I guess now, you know, they they say once, you know, you you deal with the fiend, you you change. Um, so I'm guessing, you know, there's a change with her, uh, as we seen on this past episode of SmackDown where, you know, she had her hair, like she was back to like the old Alexa, I guess like the Hill Alexa. Um, and you know, Nikki Cross, like what's going on with you? You know, Tamina, you know, Tamina is Tamina. Uh, but you know, Nikki Cross is trying to figure out what's going on and, you know, whoops, there goes the coffee mug. Um, I think the they the creative team they dropped the ball big time by not having her featured in that match. Uh, the whole Sister Abigail persona should have like came to life at SummerSlam. I mean, SummerSlam is one of the four major events. Um, and there was no Alexa Bliss. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but moving forward, I do expect. Her and the Fiend to link up at some point. Um, I've been hearing that the new Wyatt family is going to consist of the Fiend, of course, uh, Luxa Bliss, of course, uh, Braun Strowman, um, because it uh, uh, looks like Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman have a few tricks up their sleeve. And the newest member of the <laughs> Wyatt family, of all people, is going to be Lars Sullivan. Um, you know, we haven't seen Lars Sullivan in like over a year. So that should be interesting. Lars Sullivan, Braun Strowman, Alexa Bliss, and the fiend Bray Wyatt himself comprises the new Wyatt family. But anyway, back to Alexa Bliss. Um, I'm assuming she's going to turn hill. And then her first feud will be Nikki Cross, as we all know, Nikki Cross. Shoved her to the mat after she lost the belly for like the twentieth time. 
So, um, you know, we got to see what happens, but I need creative to like really like be consistent with their pins. Um, there was no way Alexa Bliss, and not only that, she's, you know, she's a, her resume is pretty good. Um, she won a championship on both brands, uh, Raw and SmackDown, uh, multiple times, as a matter of fact. So I think she she's definitely due a little bit more respect. And I look forward to seeing her um, and this sister Abigail uh, role. Um, now, believe from what I was reading, uh, Sister Abigail, it's going to be like a um, Jekyll and High complex. Like, well, she's going to be good one minute and then bad the next minute. So this should be interesting. Um, I think she's due for like a character change anyway, because the whole happy all the time Alexa Bliss it it got stale, it got stale, and then plus Bailey and Sasha Banks, you know their 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 whole role model shtick, um, it really has like taken over. But I would say Bailey and Sa Sasha Banks, um, they kind of like carried SmackDown as a show by themselves. Um, that's I, well we we spoke about that already, and we may revisit it. Cause it looks like they're gonna go through some changes, um, but uh, yeah, to creative. If you guys are listening, please don't drop the ball with Alexa Bliss moving forward. I really see great potential with her joining forces with Bray Wyatt. Um, she needs a character refresh, so you know, do the right thing. Um, you know, make us the fans happy, and you know, let's try to deliver. This is Delonte representing the sideline junkies. Uh, shout out to KG, the Don, and the Black Sumo. Everyone take care. Peace.